What's going on, everybody? Welcome and welcome back to Real Reality Realness with Cherie Laveau, the podcast where I, Cherie Laveau, dive deeper into reality TV than most people watching feel is necessary and ask all the questions about the things that they don't want out. Today, I'm going to be diving into the real reality of reality with the king. I'm going to be discussing Carlos King and the recent revelations that Candy Burris Tucker made on the House of Aaron YouTube channel about Carlos King allegedly stealing the escape life story and trying to sell it to TV One. Lock in while I clock in, because we're about to get into it. Say it ain't so, man. Say it ain't so. (sighs) What's going on, y'all? Cherie Laveau here. And this is Real Reality Realness. I'm legit gagged, y'all. Like, I am so ambivalent about this subject today. I am legit, like, I just... I am blown, I am gagged, I am kerfuffled, I am behooved, I am beleaguered, um, I am lethargic. <laughs> um, it. This is going to be a crazy episode for me because I have genuinely grown to love Carlos King so, so fucking much. And to think, and listen, listen. I have grown to love Carlos King so very much, right? But I can't ignore the fact that I have been made aware based on... Not, and it's not like anything that was like exclusive, exclusively told to me. I just watch a lot of housewife interviews. Um... You know, I've heard Candy say in the past that Carlos King had a messy type of production style and that he would just pop people up on the scene without their knowledge to get these genuine reactions which in theory back then sounded really brilliant but then when you put things like that into context like Carlos King brought her baby daddy on the Real Housewives of Atlanta without her knowing and you see how that relationship was not only with Candy, but with Riley. Now, having said that, we're going to do the devil's advocate thing. Was that amazing television? 1,000 fucking percent. But, however, the flip side of that is as good as those episodes were and is real and and as incredible as the seasons were that Carlos King produced on The Real Housewives of Atlanta, season nine, the last season that he worked on The Real Housewives of Atlanta was really hard. Like, the finale of that season, part four of the... Excuse me. Part four of the reunion lives rent-free in my mind 
because it was so like the end of part three going into part four was like crazy seeing all of that unfold at that reunion was really iconic television iconic television i can never deny that but is it iconic for all the wrong reasons I'm going to leave you to debate about that amongst yourselves. But the point of why we're here today is because I said all of that to say, mind you, while I while I do love Carlos King a lot, I am aware that he's that he has been allegedly really messy in his production style in the past. Right. And he is self-proclaimed messy. OK, cool. Now. Today. I watched a video on Twitter of Candy Burris Tucker on the House of Aaron YouTube channel. Shout out to Aaron. And she was basically spilling the tea on why she doesn't have a relationship with Carlos King anymore. I have been wondering why she doesn't have a relationship with him. Like, I know she thought that his production style was messy, but I didn't know if her if her having to deal with block on the show because of Carlos King was like what that trigger point was, right? So listening to this video, I was so in shock. She basically says how he was around, you know, he was on the production. She rooted for him to produce one of her spinoffs and, you know, he got close to her family, blah, 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 blah. Him and Todd had gone through some issues, but that was something that they were working through. And Candy had spoken about wanting to do or the idea of doing an escape movie, right? So she brought it to a, um, she brought it to somebody I'm drawing a blank right now. I can't remember if it was a producer on the show or somebody at the network. Uh, uh, uh. But that person told her that somebody was already trying to do the escape movie, right? That's when she learned that when you're a public figure, anybody can do your life story and they don't have to have your consent for it, which is fucking insane. That is bonkers. That you can literally, just because somebody is a public figure, license their life story without their consent. Like, y'all want to be famous and just give y'all life to the people like that? Damn, shorty. I don't know if I can sign up for that. I don't know if I can make that deal with the devil, dog. That's crazy. Now, mind you, all of this is alleged from me. This is Candy's truth. So I'm not saying that anything that she's saying on this show is definite because that is her truth. I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. All of this is alleged on on behalf of me. But Carlos, come on. Say it ain't so, man. Say it ain't so. Like, dog, you inspire me. 
You inspire me as a black producer in Hollywood. Say it ain't so, man. I look up to you as a re- as black queer re- as black queer representation behind the scenes of not only reality TV but in the in- in the entertainment industry as a whole and somebody who's been moving and shaking for years and has produced some of the most iconic television in the reality television space like come on say it ain't so dog say it ain't so i can't believe i can't man that's crazy that's crazy and i don't want to be the person to I don't want to be the person to automatically dismiss somebody's story because I like the person that the story is about, right? So I don't want to automatically dismiss Candy's truth because I have grown to absolutely love Carlos King, especially when I'm prefaced with the information that he's already been allegedly accused of in the past with bringing her baby daddy on Real Housewives of Atlanta without her knowing anything about it right with that also being said i try to look at everything from a devil's advocate perspective just so that i make sure that i cover my bases at all times and i really try to give everybody the fair shot to not feel condemned or dismissed i can't automatically condemn carlos just because I also love Candy so fucking much. Y'all, I have such a long history with Candy Burris Tucker. Mind you, like I said, I have grown to love Carlos King. I love you down. Don't get me wrong. You you are the king of reality TV and I fucks with you. I tweet you all the time about your show. I listen to every single episode. Reality TV Reality with the King is my jam and Love and Marriage is my franchise. I love y'all so much over there down the Kingdom Reign Entertainment. However, With all of that being said, my relationship with Candy supersedes that by years and years and years and years. I have said it all over my YouTube channel and I will say it all over this podcast. Candy and her pen have been a part of my life for a long time. From Escape to TLC to Black to NSYNC to pink to so much music that Candy Burris has written but specifically speaking her music also don't think I'm not that is a song that I listen to I give Candy so much streams on that song alone I listen to that song at least three four five times a week I listen to it at least three times a week, guaranteed. I listen to Don't Think I'm Not, guaranteed, three times a week. And then as soon as I listen to Don't Think I'm Not, I have to listen to Cheating On Me because the video was kind of like a continuation of the Don't Think 
think I'm, think I'm not video and Candy's low rise jeans and that little hip thrust that she did with the little choreo was cute be because her leg was healed after, after she got hit by that car right before she was supposed to film the don't think I'm not video. This is what I mean when I say that I have a real strong relationship with Candy Burris because a lot of y'all bitches don't know stuff like that. A lot of y'all people don't know that the reason why she had that long ass boot in the don't think I'm not video is because her leg was, was fucked up because she just got hit by a goddamn car. That That's why she really didn't do a lot a, a, a lot of the choreography in the video as she was just standing there and it was a lot of cuts because she couldn't dance anymore because her leg was broken well i don't know about broken but it was fucked up because she got hit by a car oh my god i love candy so much like literally i love that song don't think i'm not so much if you could pull up my old myspace page in the original iteration of myspace don't think i'm not would be the song that you would hear playing period point blank like that candy's music and her pain have been a part of my life for so long even before she got on the real housewives do you get what i'm saying so i can't automatically condemn carlos getting back to what i was saying i can't automatically condemn carlos just because i love candy burris so much and she's been a strong part of my life for so long I have to see this play out. I don't want this to be exactly what Candy Burris is saying. I want this to be her truth. And then Carlos comes with something that doesn't completely discredit what she's saying and makes her out to be a liar or, or you know, something like that. I don't want this to get nasty in any way. But I just want this to be a misunderstanding do you get what I mean? I just want this to be a misunderstanding and for Carlos to come out and be like, no, this isn't what this isn't what it is. Some third party came in and it was a whole bunch of con confusion and conflama. And that's not really what it was because I love you so much and I would never do that. Right. <sighs> Let's take a break. Let's take a quick break and we're going to come back and continue to dive a little deeper into this. We'll be right back. So listen, where do we go from here? Right. Like, I know we have to let it play out and, you know, we just have to let the chips fall where they may and just let this whole thing figure itself out. But I'm saying in the end game and like once all of this is over, like what happens if it does turn out to be a certain type of way? And like, you know what I mean? Because this brings up another separating the artist from the art conversation, right? And can you separate the man who creates iconic television from the iconic television that the man has made? Absolutely. But 
the chink in the armor that I've always had with that theory is what if the art is made or inspired by the issue that he's being condemned for. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, well, like what I mean by that, if he was to be, like if this was to be found to be, you know, true and completely accurate to Candy's telling of the story, then it would mean that Candy's, it would mean that Candy's revelation about the him being a messy producer previously with the bringing the baby daddy on without her knowledge and things like that, those now could have been considered red flags, right? And there were other things that were mentioned in the interview where she said that um, his production company was trying to interview, you know, my interview Candy and interview Mama Joyce and you know it turns out that it was him that was trying to do it or whatever it was some people that was reaching out to try to do some interviews for a documentary about girl groups um I'm saying that in quotation marks um and this is all according to Candy's interview with House of Aaron she was saying how people were reaching out to them to do this interview about this special or this documentary about girl groups and how they wanted to interview Candy and and, um, Mama Joyce and allegedly it was supposed to be this sneak attack by Carlos King to get information for the movie because TV One had already done the deal with Unsung and they had already gotten the unsung. Mind you, Candy wasn't happy about that about that episode either. Um, I remember Candy saying somewhere that she wasn't happy about their their portrayal in that episode of Unsung. So the fact that the deal went to TV One because they started doing those TV movies based on the unsung episodes, and mind you, the only. Uh, Let's just say that there, the 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 TV one unsung biopic on Bobby DeBarge or the DeBarge family was a hot mess. So I can see one why Candy would be upset just on the strength of that alone. But the fact that her life story was allegedly stolen from her. And her group's life story and the legacy that they built was stolen from her and being shopped on the market for a a movie deal without any of their consent, consultation, anything. And then to the point of it being so covert and so sneaky that it appears that he allegedly had people sneakily trying to get interviews from not just Candy's mother, well, not just Candy, but Candy's mother as well. Like, that's some crazy shit. Like, those are some wicked allegations, bro. And I don't really know where to go with that. Like, how do you, like, if those things are really true, like, that's some shit that, like, morally, I don't even know how to, like, di- like, that's crazy. 
Like why like why would somebody do that instead of just doing the deal with them? Like that's the part that perplexes me the most is if Carlos was so close to the Burris Tucker family, why wouldn't Carlos just do the deal with Escape? Why wouldn't he just do the deal with Candy? Don't Candy got got a production company? So why wouldn't he just do a co-deal with Candy's production co company, Candy Coated Entertainment, and it'd be a Kingdom Rank Candy Coated um, co-production? Why was that not an option? Why why didn't why like why was that not ever considered? Because she also said in the interview that allegedly he reached out to her after she tried to get in touch with him multiple times to no avail. But once they started doing things with their legal team to get the deal shut down at TV One, only then did he reach out to her, allegedly. And she didn't want to talk at that point. Mind you, that's understandable. It's a little too little too late. It's giving very too little too late at that point. Excuse me. So it like all like there's a lot of all of this leaves me with questions because why would he not like why would he just intentionally get close to this woman and get close to this family and to the point of producing one of her spinoff specials just to covertly and evilly steal her life story behind her back and place it at a network that did a special on her group that she already wasn't happy with and had expressed that she wasn't necessarily happy with the portrayal that just seems incredibly malicious and i need to get to the root of that because that boggles my mind these are some heavy allegations that candy is swinging and i'm not saying that they're like too big to believe but it does leave me with a lot of questions for carlos and for candy and i hope that there is some way that we're able to figure this out because she dropped a fucking bomb on me. She dropped a bomb on me, baby. She dropped a bomb on me. Oh, I'm adding that song to this episode. You damn right. I love that song. Um. Anyway, I just... <sighs> that is insane. That is insane. I... I, I that is the theme of this episode. She dropped a bomb on me. If I start doing that for every episode, I'm going to try to try to remember to do that. I'm going to try to add a song that kind of personifies the theme of the whole episode. But I'm definitely going to do it for this one because that one just knocked the shit out of me. She dropped a bomb on me. I, I can't pay for that. But I can add it to, to the episode because of Spotify. Anyway, where do we go? from here like if in the end carlos king is technically found guilty of all of these things and he did it just like candy said and he's and he got close to her snaked her and stole her life story and then sold it to tv one to make some shitty biopic 
what do we do after that? Like, do we cancel just him? Do we cancel his whole production company? Do we now stop watching Love and Marriage? What about Love and Marriage DC? None of these people got nothing to do with that. Like, what do we do about that? Do we stop watching his shows? Like, do we just stop watching The Nightcap because it's his talk show? Do we just stop listening to, to the podcast? How do we handle that? And even bigger than that, how was he held accountable for that? You know? Like, what would be the justice that would need to be served for Candy and Escape to be made whole in that situation? Now, mind you, she did say that there's nothing that he could do or there's nothing that could be done to fix that fix that, fix that situation and Candy is known to hold a grudge. So... This could be a lost conversation that we shouldn't even be having because there's nothing that we can do about it. But it leaves me with questions because how do you hold somebody accountable for that? Like, what do they like? What what would Candy need? What would escape need to be made whole in that situation? How do you make somebody whole in that situation? Because the damage that would have to be accepted that has been done if all of this was found to be true in the way that Candy told it. The amount and the layers of damage that go into this story are so perplexing and so... They sound so malicious. I... I... I, I'm blown. Like, I don't even know how to recover from that. Like... Man, like, I'll say this. It would be a hard thing for me to stop watching the Love and Marriage franchise if this was found to be true. I'm going to be honest about it. It is going to be something hard for me to do if he is found to be true to just completely drop Love and Marriage out of my life, especially Love and Marriage DC. But I do feel like I would kind of have to stop fucking with him just on like a moral compass type of tea. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I could ever like deal with somebody who would do something like that to somebody. And I don't know if I could like deal with somebody who could get that close to somebody only to intentionally hurt them like that do you get what I'm saying now on the flip side of that if all of this is a misunderstanding how is Carlos made whole in this situation not to say that Candy has to be shamed and by saying that this is found to be a misunderstanding what I'm saying is not that Candy is lying and that she's not telling the truth in this situation because what I keep trying to drive home is that what Candy said on the House of Aaron YouTube channel is her truth and her interpret and and her interpretation of what went down based on a plethora of events and a series of you know situations that went down that I don't know anything about to any real detail more than I'm able to speak about in this current moment, right? So what I mean by a misunderstanding is that 
Carlos can figure out a way to approach them with evidence of this not being the way that they thought it was and find a way to clear his name but still validate that they were wronged. Do you get what I'm saying? Because I am not under the impression that Candy is blatantly telling a bold-faced lie. Do you get me? I don't feel like Candy is lying. I don't feel like she's just making this up out of thin air, right? But I don't want to believe that Carlos King is that malicious and that sneaky and that conniving that he would do that to somebody and not only to somebody to a black woman at that that hurts me as somebody who has grown to be a genuine fan of his because like I said in the beginning he's known to have a messy past uh, mind you exposed by candy so I and mind you I didn't really like him at first because of that revelation made by candy that sh- that goes to show you what I was saying earlier about the extent of the relationship that I have with Candy as an artist and as a person and as a songwriter versus the love that I've grown to have from Carlos King since not liking him because of that revelation that Candy made. It the love that I have grown to have for him, it would fuck me up if it is found to be true in the way that Candy is stating it that he did this. Like, I would genuinely be hurt, genuinely be hurt because I have grown to have such a strong admiration for him as a producer, as a gay man, as a black gay man, as a talent as a talk show host as a podcast host as a producer i've grown to have so much love for him as a multi-hyphenate in the in the entertainment industry and i've grown to admire him and his personality and i love his show and his podcast and love in marriage dc he brought monique samuels and chris samuels back to television and he gave us dj quick and ashley silva jesus damn it say it ain't so man Come on, man. Say it ain't so, Carlos. Say it ain't so. We got to figure out how we can come to some sort of middle ground and figure out how everybody can be made whole in this situation and figure out how we can put this to bed because I can't, I can't, I can't take that. I can't take that. (sighs) With that being said, that's really all I have to say on this situation. So I'm going to take one last break and then I'm going to come back and wrap up this episode. And I'm going to leave it to the conversation and the conversals down in the comments and let y'all tell me what y'all think. We'll be right back. everybody 
this has been the real reality of reality with the king. I am floored by this information. I'm gagged. I'm gooped. I am all of those things I mentioned at the at the at the top of the episode. And more that I couldn't think of, I am all the synonyms of shocked that there is. But I want to open the floor for you guys and your opinions and your thoughts and your questions that maybe you guys have that I haven't thought of. Um, Leave me a voice message at the link in the description of the podcast. I'm going to leave the link to Candy's entire interview with Aaron in the description of the podcast. And make sure that you guys listen to the full uh, the full section of what Candy said about Carlos in this situation. And make sure you guys wait until Carlos does something until you guys make a full judgment okay um I I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna sit and I'm gonna suggest that we all do this is just let it play out and let it and just see what happens and just let the chips fall where they may and don't cast a judgment too early um But yeah, this one affects me. This one affects me on so many levels. Um, Because both of these individuals, Candy and Carlos, represent sides of me that are both so important to me. Like, you know, Candy from the music side and... Carlos from the production side you know I want to be involved in both of those sides of the entertainment industry and you know like I said the history that I have with Candy and her music and her pen and you know me loving her so much for such a long time and the love that I've grown to and the and the the love and I've grown the love and admiration that I've grown to have for Carlos has been astronomical as well as meteoric And so it's definitely a difficult situation for me to process. And I just wanted to lay out the situation as I understand it from you guys, for you guys, and just get your feedback and see what you all think about it as well. And see if you guys find this situation as shocking as I do. Let me know if you knew any of the facts that I listed about Candy in the beginning of the episode. Let me know if you knew as many songs as I listed um, earlier that Candy wrote. Let me know if you knew knew all of those songs that she had written them. Let me know if you know more songs that Candy has written that I didn't list in this episode and list them in the comments as well. Um, Make sure you like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Do all of the thank, the thank, the thank, the things. I appreciate every single one of you for listening. I appreciate every single one of you for being here. And I appreciate Candy for every single song she's written. I appreciate Carlos for every single minute of television he's produced. And I hope we figure this out, man. 
But with that being said, I'll holler at y'all on the next one. Peace.